Hello, everyone. I have a special guest here. This is Mike Pastano with Rada Publishing and I Am Enough Podcast. Today's special guest is Alana Starr. She is a multidimensional goddess, multitasker, multi-talented, certified clinical hypnotherapist, dance instructor, Sophian scholar, esoteric. You know, she's like an alchemist. Like she has so many talents i can't begin to describe all of them but i'm so privileged to have her finally on this uh you know on this episode and she is also a co-author on the awakening starseeds so welcome aboard this is all true <laughs> i'm like yes hi mike uh yes, yes. i'm happy to be aboard awakening starseeds <laughs> yes and brought a publishing you know Yes, it's definitely a pleasure to have you. And, you know, for those who haven't heard yet, uh, you know, I've been a big fan of uh, your deprogrammed series with the Galactic Goddess podcast with Radha. For, you know, for the, you know, the viewers and listeners here, uh, please tell us more about the deprogrammed and how that all started. And for yeah. those, you know, I, I definitely encourage everyone to, to tune in and subscribe to this podcast because it will briefly open up your mind and hearts. So please tell us more about that. Thank what you. you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, uh, so, the programmed started because me and Rada we met years ago. Uh, connection through you know the process of becoming an awakening starseed. We we met each other, um, and we had these galactic conversations. And she started a podcast called Galactic Goddess. She was interviewing people, and she's like Alana, like let's get you on, let's talk about something. And we just noticed that we always had something like deep to talk about, and there were topics that I was really, I was just thankful I had someone that can converse with me at that level mm-hmm. about topics that were, you know, like they kind of scare people, you know, or they they make movies about these things, but you never mm-hmm. think they're real, you never think they're really happening. So we talk about those things. And uh, we just, you know, we bounce off each other so well. Like, it's really a gift to converse um, and have those conversations. We talk about the matrix and the mind and reprogramming it mm-hmm. and how you can heal yourself. So everything is, is entailed and uh, revolves around being deprogrammed and depro- deprogramming and reprogramming your mind at a subconscious level so that way you can make changes in your life and take back the power of your mind. So deprogrammed is, is all based off of those ideas just with multiple additions every week and sometimes we have the topic in mind like we're talking about this today and other times we just bounce off each other and then we go from there but yeah it started probably about seven months ago now I feel like I'm not yes. really sure I can't remember yeah, it's, it's about, about it's about that yes yeah about seven months and so we had just had our 10th episode um 11 will be out soon and so, yeah, now I'm collaborating on this project. So it's really cool to um, be a part of that. Yes, I know when I first, you know, started listening to it, it's like, you know, this is great because, you know, a lot of the, you know, the shows that, you know, people typically listen to are just the same, same old, same old. And I really love listening to, you know, to the kind of information that you're sharing that makes the, you know, person really, really think and open up because there's more to to life in this reality than just being put in a box. And what, what you're doing uh, is really getting people to, you know, start asking questions. Tell me, how did, how did that all get started? Like, you know, how did, you know, like for someone like yourself to, to, to really dive deep into to the nonconformist uh, ideas of discussion, 
how, how did it all begin? Like, when did you awaken? Can you, can you share with us about that? Wow, you just made me want to start writing from my book. <laughs> I was like, all these things started coming to me. Wow. So, you know, when I look back at my life, I see it was a, a long series of things that happened. Even when I was younger, it all makes, st- starts to make sense now. Mm. However, um, it really started when people around me, um, they were sick. And I was trying to understand, you know, why some people got sick and some people didn't. And I had this inkling that, our our minds were I can't really explain it it's like I had this idea that people's minds were making themselves sick or that they were not fully in control of themselves and I noticed that whenever I'd listen to music I I realized how it affected me um if I had a bad day and I put a song on that was a little bit more you know Mm -hmm. I, I noticed right away these altars that would you know this is probably like 18, 19 where I noticed that. I didn't really dive into it. Didn't, I kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, just went over it and then carried on. And then as I got older, I decided to look into the mind. I was very interested in the brain and how it worked. And so I got into um, hypnotherapy. I went to the College of Hypnotherapy off of the 101. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great school, the Hypnosis Motivation Institute. And that school, it, it's, it taught me a lot and has created so much understanding for me of how the mind works. But it's much more deep than that. Like I'm very connected to understanding my roots, and I have an ability to collect information. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like Venus and Gemini. <laughs> There's a lot of Gemini in my chart, so yes. you know I think that I take this, I take this, and I have this ability to kind of like weed out when it comes to maybe not in like every area of my life, but in esoteric and um, metaphysics. Mm-hmm. And that spirituality like I just naturally can uh, have this inner knowing so I consider myself like a Gnostic in some ways of an inner knowing and a connection to the divine and I did I live to develop that and to share that and I know that there's something innately in me that's led me to different people I interact with mm-hmm. and for specific purposes to uh, engage in these conversations and to share these messages and these codes that go back and forth between human beings so as we awaken, right? Mm-hmm. But and even, it, right, go ahead. No, 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 no you go. I was just going to say, even the people that are not caring to talk about these things at this level, uh, it's just even like dropping little things to them now and then, like they have their awakening later mm-hmm. or something, you know? So it's, it's kind of just um, a process, per, a personal process for me. But the more I do research, I see that I'm not the only one. There's many people Mm-hmm. who have these experiences. So I know that we're living in something that is truly divine. Yeah. Right? Great. Can, can we dive deep more into the, uh, the, what you do in the clinical hypnotherapy? What exactly you know, do you do with that, let's say, when you're talking to someone that, want, that needs some help? Uh, what goes on? Like, is there like a specific process uh, that you follow as a clinical hypnotherapist? And what type of what type of help are people seeking? Okay, so there's a high level of training that goes into learning how to be a hypnotherapist when we go to school. But mm-hmm. you technically don't have to go to school to be a hypnotherapist. As far as I know, I think that you could just learn it somewhere and then practice yes. it like meditation. So there is a certain level of uh, professionalism that I take with me in this mm-hmm. field. However, I do have psychic abilities. So um, I have learned to try to listen more 
and not play God, right? So, but when I receive their information, I learn how they take an information and uh, how they speak. So that way I can know, you know, in my mind where they're going to be needing the most healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so people come in when they have confidence, things they're working on, when they've lost someone and they can't let them go. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not let them go, but they can't focus. Yes. Or a relationship. Sometimes they come in for things like that. Um, they come in for weight loss. I've had clients, I had a client who had uh, pregnancy issues. So you can work with that. And yeah, and sometimes they come in and like, it's a easy, breezy, quick thing and they don't come back. And, uh, but sometimes they come back and the whole key is to help them as soon as you can mm-hmm. you know, at their pace. So that way they can get well sooner. And I don't really want them to come back unless they want to, unless they need to. Like yes. um, I, my goal and my prayer is to really help them get what they need um, by all the tools that I have in my, my, you know, my bag, my medicine mm-hmm. bag. So sometimes uh, I have a script prepared for them and other times mm-hmm. uh, I, I just take it in the moment and I write down as they're speaking the words that they're giving me. And I find out when they start using negative words to themselves, I find out the opposite of that. What does it feel for you if, you know, if you're saying, I want to have more confidence, you know, and ask them, well, what does confidence mean for you? What does it mm-hmm. feel like? If, if, you, if you knew what that felt like, what do you think it felt like? And those are the things that I incorporate into their relaxation process of actually taking them into hypnosis, right? So it's always different, but there's a, we want to make sure that they're completely relaxed mm-hmm. and then we take them in. But there's a lot that goes into a session. So how long would a typical session be like? It's like an hour, a couple an hour. hours, an hour. Yeah. If you're doing like a past life, it could be anywhere from like two to three, but for an hour, it's about, mm-hmm. you get, it takes a little bit of time to, you know, you write your notes and figure out what's going on. But initially you have a consultation over the phone or like you meet in person mm-hmm. and then you have that. Cause I don't really like someone will ask me, I used to get asked all the time when I first started, you know, getting my certifications and becoming a master in hypnosis and people would be like, Oh, so can you hypnotize me right now? And I'd be like, Oh, I mean, yeah, you're probably in hypnosis already. <laughs> if you, it depends how your day was. If you're overloaded with message units and you're yes. stressed out, you might be in a form of hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'd be like, well, uh, you probably can, but I really like to prepare myself for what you are going to be coming to me for. Mm-hmm. Part of it is this intuitive aspect that comes through and flows when they're in my when they're in my presence um because usually like I'll, I'll do prayer before like to make sure that i'm receiving and giving out like what someone needs not what they want to hear yes you know and so so i can really listen and then i'll write things for it and sometimes i prepare deeper but i really like to prepare first like get at least an hour or two to sit down and research i'll bring books in mm-hmm. um i use louise's hay book louise hay books for mm-hmm. um, healing your life and so there's different aspects to it that's awesome i mean i mean that's it's already a lot of conversations we can have there there's a couple of other things that really struck me when i was you know uh, getting to know about your profile and what you do and there's two things one is the uh, sophian scholar Mm -hmm. and the other one is uh you, you said that you do you're a dance instructor when it comes to like healing modalities so Let's start off with the Sophian Scholar. Let's let's talk about that because I, you know, I just started listening to this audiobook called the Sophia Code. Oh, beautiful! Uh, 
Yes, and you know it was recommended by by, by Rada. So, you know, for the viewers here who really don't know much about Sophia, I can I you, recommended can you... that book to to Rada. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe she found it herself, but I'm pretty sure we yes. had conversation about it. Uh, we've actually done a show from Deprogrammed about Sophia. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, so this is like my arena. Like, I love talking about it. Yes. Um, there's a lot to it. Um, I dubbed, gave myself the name Sophian Scholar because I, I found that it's an actual, like, I'm already an expert. Okay, mm -hmm. so an expert in Sophia, Sophiaism, Sophianic wisdom, which is, it means wisdom. Mm -hmm. uh, Sophia is the personification of wisdom within the Godhead. It's the limitless light. It's the mother aspect that comes from the earth. It's the earth as well. So it's Gaia Sophia, Aeon Sophia. Mm -hmm. um, she, you know, she's represent, representing of Shekinah on the, within Hebrew, which is also um, considered Da'at on the tree of life, but also is Bina because Bina, those are all aspects of the top of the tree of life in Kabbalah. So, um, it goes back to like Christian Gnosticism that gave it that name Sophia, but there's also many other goddess, hmm. mother goddess titles everywhere. But usually when a woman or a, a, of a deity is working with that divine essence of the mother aspect, it's Sophia because it's the wisdom of earth. It's the hmm. wisdom that everything's alive. It's the wisdom that you have a mother and a father, that we have spirit and matter that comes and goes. It's a process of, of, of ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. And so when you start connecting to that aspect, you tap into Sophia. And so what I'm learning is that many women, such as the woman Kaya Ra, mm -hmm. who, so, who so graciously made the Sophia code and received the codes, she received from the Sophia Dragon Tribe the downloads that were given to her that many people can tap into. Um, she wrote the book so that way it's a living transmission. That way we could have something to reference. And so she mentions Hathor, the goddess Hathor. Mm -hmm. She mentions Isis. She, men she mentions uh, white buffalo. She mentions Tara. So there's different aspects of the goddess. And so these women, these deities were, are considered uh, Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary. They're ascended mm -hmm. masters that yes. we, can, we can work with, just like in Radha's book, Goddess Activations. She talks about Kuan Yin a lot. So, and also Kuan Yin's in the goddess of Sophia Code as well. So um, I actually found Sophia before I found Sophia Code, Sophia from Kaira. So I found that wisdom before I found the book. And actually I was working before I started working in any of this understanding um, or getting like mentors and things like that. I mentored with Dr. Sarah Larson, who's a medical intuitive doctor mm -hmm. who I started working with. And I went to her because I was telling her I'm having these like experiences um, uh, I'm like having these experiences and I, I feel like I'm like, I couldn't even explain it really, but she was able to break it down for me as well. Cause mm -hmm. she's intuitive. And then turns out she knows Kaya Ra. And so like there, what I'm noticing is this, this um, circle that we are all connected to, to this. And so I believe that's part of um, it's a correction happening, which mm -hmm. another book writer called not in his image the book is called Not in His Image, and it's written by, my goodness, I forgot his name for a second. Um, I'll have to get back to that, but he's another writer of Sophia mm -hmm. with them. And so it's, it's something that many people are tapping into. When you go research it, you find many people who have things mm -hmm. written 
about this. Yes. So it is something that comes to you when you have eyes to see and ears to hear. So I'm trying not to get all over the place because it really is so much. Like I would, I'll, I'll start talking about it and I'll start vibrating super high and like I really can't. Like, so um, it's really exciting because it is a divinity that's connecting and speaking. And so that's how the Sophianic scholar comes into play. That's part of my, um, it's part of who I am. I feel I am Sophia. You know, uh, I am the essence of that. You know, if you look at my birth chart, it's all in there too. It all makes sense of my path. So, is it all in relation to what's going on right now, you know, with this awakening, uh, you know, because we've been living in this patriarchal society for like, what, thousands of years and thousands. So now, I've, you know, I'm, I've been noticing from a, from a male perspective, and I really like seeing that, you know, this, this movement, we're in the feminine movement, uh, not just from a female, but like the feminine energy is arising. Uh, so this is this is just all in 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 timing what with what is happening with the world right now with not just the world but i think the the universe right like all these energies yes. feminine energy moving you know like i said shakti you know like the shakti shiva and i have to ask you mike how much time do you have <laughs> <laughs> i know I like, like, we could, wow, we could really dive deep in this but it's just so interesting i've been, waiting. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I've been waiting for people to ask me questions my, my soul is like waiting. So when you ask me, like, I get so excited. No, but we got yeah. some time here because we, you know, yeah. uh, and I know one episode is not enough, but, but for, you know, for those that, you know, like in, in my podcast, it's, it's not as dive deep as, as, as Radha's. Uh, and, but I want the readers and the listeners and the viewers to really get to know more about what you're going to be, you know, what you, you know, about Sophia and, uh, you know, because what's happening right now is so important that, we, you know, uh, women are, you know, finally getting elevated. So, yes. You know, I'll tell you, a lot of women really do have dragons. Mm -hmm. Dragons are real. Yes. They are here inside of us uh, in our inner vision. Mm -hmm. If we can tap into that, if anything, you are the dragon. We have companions, animal companions. Mm -hmm. Um, animals, totems uh, that deeply are rooted in our ancient history mm -hmm. and are and they're written in our hearts and so we just need to tap into that so you know the Sophia stuff is very real it's I mean at least for us at least for us who are experiencing it and mm -hmm. it makes me sad ones who don't experience it like I literally like feel the mother aspect like wanting her children to mm -hmm. just remember her Mm -hmm. You know, just remember where you come from. Remember your divinity. You know, everything we do to somebody else, we're doing to ourselves. And like just that healing work, that connection, you know. Um, but you asked, you mentioned something earlier about does it have to do with the times that we're in about the patriarch. And um, the interesting thing is that, yeah, it does a lot with the suppression of the feminine. Because the reason why I say that is because they use words like isis see they know how language works mm -hmm. um, they know how to stick us and then get us focused on one thing and take us clearly away from the actual thing yes. so i like the word isis for instance the isis unveiled i mean the apocalypse most people think apocalypse is the ending of the world how sad that they have no idea that it's a lifting of the veil mm -hmm. what what veil revelations a lifting yes. of something we're being revealed something greater yes. that you can't see for those who have eyes to see 
So the veil, and so they take words and they turn it into terrorism. Sorry to say that, but I really feel they do that. Mm-hmm. So Sophia the robot, they take Sophia the robot and they, they, you look up her name and you see robot everywhere now. Why would they use that name? Yes. Because they can't stop these women who are being activated, mm-hmm. who are here to wake up. Because yeah, women probably were the problem in the beginning. So we really have to wake up. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. We are, if we can receive that and really embody that, we can lead the kings where they really need to go. Because every generation there's kings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a mentality, really. I don't really know about you wearing a crown or anything, but it's your crown of life. So um, it's the activation of your chakras and your yes. crown being activated. It's, you know, I, can, I don't want to get too far off, but you let me know where to go from here. <laughs> no, it, it's, you know, it's definitely enlightening because like when I started listening to the Sophia Code and then I started doing my own research and reading up on that, especially with the, the you know, the, the awakening, the divine feminine energy that's really uh, starting to also ha- awaken in men because we have that divine feminine energy. And, and I'm just excited that this is all happening now. I like, want to shout out to all the men that are, that are really tuning in and, and understanding. I know quite a few mm-hmm. who are in their divine masculine and I just want to honor them. And thank you as well, you know, for holding space because it's a lot, you know. Give, give us some time. Once we do our healing, we're going to get there. You just wait. Yeah. <laughs> Heaven on earth. It is. It's definitely, you know, it's definitely healing because, you know, I've been uh, approached by, uh, you know, some of my male friends that before I, I would, you know, like we'd never have conversations like the kind of conversations we're having. Uh, so it's, it's really, uh, it's a beautiful thing to experience. Uh, so yeah, uh, the, you know, the Sophia Code will definitely you know, d- dive deeper into that. Like, let's let's talk, kind of deviate a little, not deviate, but let's talk now about the dance that you do, the dancing, the healing modality. Because I've I've seen your shares on Facebook, and please uh, tell us more about that because that is very interesting. Because like dancing and movement is very, I know, like when I go to the gym and exercise, it it definitely changes how the way my brain works and um, how my body feels. So please tell us now about the the dance that you're doing. That, you know what you know, all the stuff that you do in that aspect. Thank you, thank you for highlighting that because dance is really important to me. Um, I've been social dancing for over eleven and a half years, maybe twelve now. I mm-hmm. I know I look young, but <laughs> I'm actually thirty. So I've danced a lot of in my life, um, social dancing, mm-hmm. and you know I went through these phases of like thinking is it a waste of time for me dancing? Like, you know, my friends would be like, you're going out again? And like, you're going out again? Like, I would go out almost every other night of the mm. week and go dance. And I didn't know anybody. I, in the beginning I did, when I first started dancing, I would go out with certain friends. And then mm. I broke off and started going out because I really wanted to learn. I was very, um, every, I was very, I enjoyed the challenge of mm-hmm. being able because I had these abilities to follow somebody and I hadn't even danced with them before. And like, I just think there's some magic there, right? Yes. And so, um, I just said stop seeing um. <laughs> like, get the um out of there. So, the dancing. I ended up, uh, after all these years, I finally decided to start teaching. Mm-hmm. And um, before I started teaching, I was writing about the, a healing aspect of going out to dance. Like, whenever I had a heartbreak, I'd go to the dance floor. Whenever I was sad, whenever someone mm-hmm. in my family was going through something too, like, that was my healing way. So, I would go to the, to the dance floor and I would dance. And so I started writing down all these really amazing things, these uh, insights that I would get. 
And over time, I noticed that whenever I would do prayer with it, um, be, like in the moment, right when I'm about to dance and I would surrender and I would ask my God, like I would ask for whatever that person needed right now so I can be present for them. Because uh, I, I knew that it was allowing me to follow better. Mm-hmm. And I would get these reactions, like it was just so beautiful. So I developed it into a, a term called dance gnosis. Dance gnosis. Yeah, so I believe that when you're dancing with somebody in a social mm-hmm. partner um, aspect, you are actually going into a trance mm-hmm. where you know your you, your breathing changes, and you it's actually been linked to immortality uh, dancing. And so you know, Dr. Robert Newton, he's an uh, amazing author. He's mentioned a lot of that in his work. Yes. So. Um, and, and it's so beautiful. So I really enjoyed going out a lot. And so the writing is where I got that idea of dance gnosis. Cause every time I would go to hypnotherapy school and I go dance mm-hmm. after I realized that all the tactics that I was learning on how to build rapport mm-hmm. with my clients, I was using on the dance floor, like giving eye contact. You only have 10 seconds to really mm-hmm. give an impression to somebody. So, you know, for my students now I teach salsa and bachata and, uh, when I teach these, I help people with their confidence yes. and their ability to approach someone and how they, or how they view themselves. Oh, mm-hmm. I have two, they're like, I have two left feet. I'm not a good dancer. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you're my favorite type of dancer to have in my class because I want to transform you mm-hmm. so that way you could learn to approach somebody or learn to have the confidence, you know, or just learn to love movement again. Because yes. somewhere, you know, when we're babies, we bounce, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's important. And there's an aspect of like uh, working with this, Hmm. energy like serpentine energy a lot of spiritual people do those movement dances and um but what i'm trying to do is bring this to the actual dance community where people they're from all different backgrounds they're not Hmm. seeking spirituality necessarily they just want to have human connection Mm -hmm. so i teach it as an as an intimacy um purification system learning Mm -hmm. how to communicate that way Beautiful. Where would they find you, um, like, if they wanted to learn more and get this? Because I, I totally believe <laughs> that, you know, dancing is a great way of healing. Uh, you know, I was having a conversation a couple of weeks ago on another interview with, another, with, uh, with my Eastern Health Coach counterpart. And the one thing we agreed on, uh, and, and, you know, was about that we should laugh more, sing more, and dance more. And that's how to really help in the healing you know, of people because we live in a society where we're bombarded with so much negativity you know, from the mainstream you know, media. So it's great that what you're doing uh, there in, is it in, in Hollywood, North Hollywood, that you do these classes? And in Northridge. Dance in Northridge. Dance to okay. Fitness for Life studio. I teach there. You know, I'm trying to get people away from perfectionism. It's, mm-hmm. It stopped me in so many ways in my life. And even in dance, you know, people think, oh, I can't do it. I'm not going to dance. It's like mm-hmm. someone's, you're going to find someone who's going to want to dance with you yes. someday. You know, maybe you're not the best for everyone because all these movies and all these shows with competitions and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all about beauty. I love it. I love beauty. Yeah. I love nice things. But when it's constantly bombarding you, it makes it hard for you to just have fun. Like even me making these videos, there's an aspect, you know, just having an interview with you. I'm like, oh, I, I feel like I need to do it perfectly. I don't even know if I'm supposed to look at you or directly in the camera. And I'm just like, I just want to be myself. And so yes. if you can really be yourself in the dance and, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I'm trying to create with people. So I do the Dance of Fitness for Life Mondays and Fridays. Um, my info can be probably put below or something. Yes, I will definitely put all your information below so where they can find you for the 
clin uh, certified clinical hypnotherapy, uh, uh, and they just go to your website, alanastar.com. Yes, it's actually a little under construction mm -hmm. right now, but they can, email, okay. they can email me. They can email you as well. And then, of course, like, you know, for those who are also looking for, uh, you know, uh, somebody that would be on their podcast, then they can talk to you about the, what you're, you know, about the deep, not just the deep program, but like the Sophia stuff, because the Sophia stuff is really deep. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people that would like to get to know more deeper. I, and I know within the Awakening Star Seeds community, uh, we will definitely be, uh, you know, highlighting that. And just to go back to your, you know, to what you're planning to write in the book, uh, have you kind of given any thought as to, are you going to incorporate all of the, the stuff that was all about you? Or are you going to just focus on maybe a few aspects and take it, you know, you know, for the first part of this chapter, you know, the chapter that you're doing? You know, I, um, I want to educate. Mm -hmm. I want to include part of my story. Yes. Um, it's really like, synchronicity just showing connecting the dots of you know it kind of is like connecting the dots of star seeds because yeah. that was that's my passion that's my mission as mm. well as being a part of it so um, just my aspect of that as well as connecting it to my awakening and you know the mind how the power mm. of the mind is yes. and when you access that part of your mind then you are blessed with different mm -hmm. awarenesses right so that's part of it. Yeah. What's your dream or objective uh, goal? Like, you know, like what type of legacy do you, do you, do you envision yourself uh, in this lifetime and what you'd like to accomplish? Uh, you know, not just for yourself, but how you can help people. Because uh, you, you have a lot of skills, a lot of talents. Mm -hmm. And the dreams that you have, like, you know, like being a published author and now being part of this. Where do you see yourself, like maybe, you know, 10 years from now, like after, you know, how many books have you written? Like you, maybe you've trademarked the dance gnosis. Like give, give us a, an insight into that. I already have trademarked dance gnosis. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's mine. So, um, yeah. When, you know, it's funny. It's like, I wanted to be a famous publicist before, you know, I change a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, and I'm, I've accepted that, that I change. And that it's inevitable, you know? So, yeah. but my goal, I do have a few books that I'm actually working on now. So I would say at least two that are, that are being worked on. Mm -hmm. And I want to be an author. I want to really po polish up on how to be a better human, how to be here to really, uh, you know, communicate the sacredness like the yogi tea bag. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. That's, you know, that's what it's important to me and whether I do it through music. And so I'm learning all the things like PR, publicity stuff, mm -hmm. dancing, music, all those things that I can go and exploit in different ways. I'm learning how to bring it with, and can tie it up. If I do music, I want to do music that's uplifting and healing people, which mm -hmm. I'm doing. So I want to, music is important to me. So I'm working with that and developing the music and developing, you know, dance, being a dance teacher is really fun. I have privates with that as well. I do mm -hmm. dance therapy less, uh, lessons. So I not only do I train you with movements, I also train your mind through th a therapy aspect. So um, I'd like to continue integrating and building these relationships with, pe with people who um, can benefit from my services. 
and also be a speaker to be able to speak about these things and really get yes. to uh, put it all because over time it's starting to make sense why, why I've collected these things. And mm -hmm. so I need an outlet. I need more of an outlet to share and have these this, uh, these conversations. So yeah, just that's what I'm looking for. That is so beautiful. Cause like, as you're speaking, like what was coming into my head was like, like, it's like you're, you've planted so many seeds in different parts of the universe and now you're just putting them all together. And then now you're, 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 you're blooming and growing so we are so blessed to have you you know awakening starseeds book with rada publishing and i am you know just so blown away with just having you know this first interview with you uh on uh, you know on this uh, episode and i look forward to future conversations and really you know deeper conversations as we talk more about the uh you know the sophia code and like well, I just want to make sure you know that Sophia Code is a book written by Sophia oh, okay. uh, Hira Ra. Hira. I, I love like being associated with her, like in her mm -hmm. work, um, because I think that we're all sisters. Like we're, we're yes. all six stars doing mm -hmm. this work. Um, she's a star seed. Yes. Uh, you know, incredible. However, Sophia um, is is something different than that. Where it's I just like want to make sure that that's yes. Separate, oh, no, thank, it's like something thank, I've learned you. before I even got, got mm -hmm. to that. So um, it's all important, all very yes. relevant and super, you know, grateful to have it all exist. But I just want to make sure I was do that in there. No, no, thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Because uh, I know we're, you know, running a little bit out of time, because like I said, you, you said, you know, there's not enough time in one episode, but it's been such a great conversation a great pleasure you know we we learned a lot of great information on many different things and we at Rada Publishing are very you know uh, honored to have you so thank you and uh, we will have you on again sometime in the near future perfect I can't wait thanks Mike it's been awesome <laughs> same here all right